Hello and welcome to RTFB Podcast. This is episode seven. Uh, we're reading Illuminae by Amy Kaufman and Jay Kristoff. I'm Rachel. I'm Elena. And I'm Kim. Our guest tonight is Kim from Youth Book Review. Hi, Kim. Hi. What's Youth Book Review? Um, so Youth Book Review is just the name of my Tumblr, and it's uh, a bookler. I don't know if uh, if you're not familiar, bookler is just the book side of Tumblr, um, and there's nothing you have to do to make yourself a bookler. You just have to declare that you are a bookler <laughs> and or just talk about books. So um, I, I like to review um, young adult books on there and just, you know, write and reblog funny uh, posts about books and reading or you know, funny memes and um, discussion posts. We get into discussions and things like that. So, you know, there's no associated website or anything like that with my Tumblr. It's just uh, me and uh, we're all just part of this, you know, big bookler community. And so feel free to to join. So it's youthbookreview.tumblr.com? Correct, yeah. And I know that you assigned us Illuminae tonight to read. Uh, how did you come across Illuminae? So actually, I mean, I worked at a library uh, for a number of years, and when it came in as a new book, I remember thinking, that looks unique, and, and I think I'm going to add it to my to-read list. And then I was hosting, um, so another bookler, Books Beyond Imagining, and I um, sort of do like an annual favorite book swap where basically just people sign up and list three to five of their favorite books, and then they get paired up, and then they get to read each other's favorite book. So the first time I did that, somebody one of the books they recommended was Illuminae and I thought hey to kill two birds with one stone that's already on my to read list and then friggin loved it uh like just beyond just loved it it blew me away and so uh and I've read it multiple times which is rare with me so um I thought oh that's a good one and also I'm very familiar with it so I feel comfortable talking yeah, about it yeah yeah so Illuminae um <laughs> is it was published in 2015 so it's relatively new uh, I found a nice little quote from Kirkus that said it was ambitious, heartbreaking, and out-of-this-world awesome, a post-mortem dossier comprising interview transcripts, memos, instant messaging transcripts, diary entries, and more assembled in a mammoth series opener. Um, it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> how Elena, tell me, what the heck is Illuminae about? Okay, well, um, in terms of plot, Illuminae is... Uh, basically what happens when an illegal mining colony gets attacked by a rival corporation and the there's like three ships worth of survivors um, so maybe 10,000 people total get off the planet um, and they're being chased through uh, outer space toward the nearest uh, jump gate or like interstellar gate um, by one of the battleships that had attacked the planet and as if that's not complicated enough the ship one of the ship's ais is kind of going crazy and might be trying to kill all of them um and kind of caught in this drama is a teenage girl named katie and her boyfriend slash ex-boyfriend whatever he is at any given moment ezra <laughs> um and they're on different ships but they're able to communicate and so it's kind of just the story of uncovering what's really going on and playing out the uh, consequences of those events that started the book. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting to note that we, so Elena and I both read this book as an ebook. Uh, Kim has listened to it. And read and the physical book. And read the it. physical yeah. book. Uh, it is worth looking at the book in person if you can, because I think 
at least 50% of this book is the way that it's laid out and uh it's it really is like the WikiLeaks of like YA space opera because it's just like a series of weird text messages and and like hacking code and ASCII pictures and like all this like weird stuff that you you kind of have to read through to glean the story because it's all presented in relative chronological order. Uh, but yeah, that's it was hard for me and Elena I think because we had the ebook version and unfortunately and ironically. The ebook was not put together with as much care as <laughs> as the physical copies and certainly the audiobook, which is like listening to a radio play. Uh, yeah, so definitely. it's I don't recommend picking it up on ebook, unfortunately. <laughs> I had a hard time. There's lots of things that you can't see or make bigger. Um, yeah, yeah. I, would, I would say if, if, if you're doing your reading maybe on a full size tablet, it would be okay, but I have you know an actual Kindle and I couldn't figure out how to make the graphics bigger and essentially the entire book is laid out as a series of graphic files. So while it keeps them, you know, in place relative to one another versus like the scrolling that would happen if you could change the size, there was mm -hmm. no way to zoom in, at least that I could find. Mm -hmm. So there yeah. were parts that I was like, I really can't, like I physically can't read this. And, <laughs> um, and, and, and those were few and far between. It was like this, the spirals where it's like four different lines shooting out into space and then they're kind of waving. I'm like, well, this looks like it's action, but it's minor. It's not a lot of words. It's okay. Yeah, yeah I would just I'll be like, I think out. this is space action. Okay. Uh, yeah, I always figured, I'll figure out what this means. I'm sure, I'm sure this is supplementary. So yeah, exactly. I, would just, I would just keep going. But yeah, that was kind of, I laughed at that just because I we were reading it however the characters in the story would actually read it, and yet we were having the hardest time. So shame on the publisher for not... So clearly they've moved beyond Kindles in that yeah. in 2075. Yeah, it must be being projected directly into their brain. <laughs> and I was actually, I read every I read it on the Kindle app on my iPhone, so it was even smaller. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus. That's, that's even worse, Rachel. Post-it stamps, <laughs> just like swirls. Um, but yes, beyond that, you know, not, you know, I think that's interesting. That's the first book we've come across where we don't recommend that you read it as an ebook. Uh, you yeah, and, and that's actually, it's, it's unfortunate too, because the layout was actually really fascinating and it didn't, I don't know, like to feel like it was hindering the story rather than enhancing it was, was a shame because I think in the proper format, it actually could have like or would have really um added to it right and i was really disappointed when i found out that the ebook was difficult for you guys because the audiobook you know it's, it's like a radio play and it just has very high production value and i feel like um the book is innovative and also the audiobook is innovative so again especially because they're reading it in the form of files couldn't they have figured out a way to make the ebook also innovative like, yeah, it was just like they PDF'd it and they were done. Uh, it was it, that like, sucks. Just nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, it was definitely disappointing. But to move on to the it's, story, <laughs> it's also it's. All, I'm just gonna add this. It's also fucking hard to navigate because it's um, front content illuminate back matter. Like there is no table of contents. There is no ability to like yeah. jump you, oh. unless you have like a location. So. Um, that's that's frustrating because one of the the nice things about oh I don't remember exactly where that happened but it's like the first like third of the book I'll go to chapter ten like there there is no going to chapter ten it's just you know right pick a location and hope you're close yeah I'm like sense. okay I'm closing it at twenty three point four percent right 
Um, so yeah, so again, we've gone through a little bit of the plot and some of the characters. Uh, main characters are Aiden, the AI, the crazy AI. Um, Katie, our hacker, our hacker chick main character. Uh, Ezra's her boyfriend. And then there's some supporting characters, most notably Zhang, who is the other uh, hacker who's an adult uh, career hacker that um, Katie makes e-friends with. Uh, and then later meets, does she ever meet him in person? I can't. No, she sees uh, video. She, she she does. She does. Yes. She does. She, oh, well, she does. You're right. When he's a zombie. I forgot. That was all because the black, the screen was black and the type was white, so all of that became, like, oh, a gosh. file to me. Oh. Um, yes, when he's a zombie. Spoilers, they're mm. zombies. Uh, and then there's some other, there's some, like, marines and some other pilots and the captains of each of the ships. You know. It's a pretty small cast, all considering. Yeah, it's very focused. Yeah, well, because you don't you don't really get to know. So I spent like the, the majority of the book kind of like in blissful ignorance about like what everyone looked like. Like you know, it was great for me because I could just imagine them however mm-hmm. I wanted them to be, and and like I like to fancy myself to be a very you know good imaginer. And not... <laughs> but you know. I can understand an author wanting to eventually control that. So eventually we do get everyone's basic appearance kind of like in dossier files uh, that I noticed where it's like, I think when Aiden is thinking of them, he's like five, seven, you know, 75 oh, kilograms. Right. I, yeah. I colored brown. And I remember, mm-hmm. I remember being like, well, damn it. <laughs> like, I don't know. Doesn't that, ha- I mean, and I feel like in books that I read that happens often, like you get a short description, like, oh, something about her white skin. I'm like, of course they're freaking white. Course they're always they're white. white. Yeah, they're always white. Uh, and so I I'm mean, just used to it. There is a, there is like, there is like a moment where you get an ASCII picture of Katie and I, she, I didn't imagine her as white, but she was white in the, in the picture. Yeah. So, ah, well, <laughs> um, but yeah, like I liked, canon. I liked that it was like literally bodiless people like you knew what they were doing and you knew that they had bodies and that they were either running around or hiding or like you know hacking or piloting ships but you didn't know what they looked like and it didn't really matter yeah that's true because i guess in in most books you've got this this narration where it's like where it gives you some basic short description in the beginning especially like in love stories and ya there's always like well why does he love her oh he loves her her golden hair or he always like the men in ya they always smell like sandalwood And oranges and like cinnamon and cinnamon and shit and like we don't we don't have to suffer through any of that right like because they they've already broken up so we just kind of get a series of like sad pathetic emails where Ezra's trying to like talk to Katie and she's ignoring him and then finally she's just like uh what what do you want well and also I think I think that when she starts talking to him again I think she's really curious what's going on on that ship so I think there's kind of a manipulative aspect. Mm. For sure. Uh, She's like, hey, person I know on like, a ship that might possibly hey. be trying to kill us. So the driving action is that uh, the, the so there's a civilian science ship and then kind of another civilian ship that are being escorted by a, a corporate warship, the Alexander. Or it's, no, it's, it's a, I think it's, I think it's like a government. Oh, it's, it's like UTA, whatever, whatever the government Terran is. Yeah. yeah. United, United Terran Army or United Terran yeah. Air Force, something like that. Yeah. So they're all running from the Lincoln who represents the corporation that tried to kill off everyone uh, on the planet. I think they work for Baytech. So they're all running. So they're being escorted by this warship, Lincoln. And Lincoln blows up one of the civilian ships, the Copernicus, and nobody knows why. And they, there's like a whole like, you know, 
like after battle. And no report. one could even see the Lincoln. They're like, "What? They should. What just happened? Pause. We didn't even see them come Pause. up." Pause. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, Rachel said the Lincoln blew up the ship, and oh, I I'm sorry, not the Alexander. That, oh, the oh. Alexander blew up the ship, but then the cover up is that's, that's told the to the uh, people it. on that's the what science I thought you vessel were... is that Lincoln did yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, guys. My fault. Oh, I thought you I'm were like saying staring at a list of the words of like the ship names. I still. I thought you were right. saying from the characters' perspective, the characters, and then we find out. Yeah, yeah. so the, Coper- the Copernicus is blown up, and the characters, the survivors, are told that it was the Lincoln, but nobody even knows where the Lincoln is, so that seems suspicious. Did we unpause, or I don't. What did that? Oh no, she was just telling me to shut up. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like pause what you're saying. I'm gonna interject and then just keep going where you left off. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and like she, you know, and and so of course. There's like an after an after battle report where the pilots were like, no, we we were told to attack these people and to attack the survivors. And Katie, our main character, is a hacker, so she's she's busy getting all this information almost in real time. So she's kind of like one of those characters in the YA that's the only one that knows what's really going on, or she's uncovered uh, that there is a that there is a cover up. So. It comes to light that it was actually the the Alexander that blew up this ship, and the reason was because there was a bit of a disease outbreak, and the AI that controls the Alexander has decided that the Copernicus is too much of a threat for the rest of the survivors, so they blow it up. I do want to say that just to be fair, we don't know how many people are skeptical of the stories they're being fed on the ship because she's very yeah. much isolated herself from everyone else. But she, like the other ha- like hackers, I feel like they are trying to get information, and she is particularly like, tr- um, just going at it. But yeah, there's very much like if you've watched Battlestar Galactica or any of those any any show like that, or maybe even The Expanse, where there are survivors trapped on ships. And the and information is slow or obviously comes from a place of authority where they have no control. It's that kind of tension where, like, people only have the clothes on their back and they've lost right. all their family members. So everyone's been traumatized. All the ships are understaffed. They're limping away from this warship that will kill them if they are caught. And so, like, it's a very heightened tension from the very beginning. Um, and... To think that one of their own ships that's supposed to be protecting them is actually systematically killing them and no one knows why, that's, like, really scary. So they spend, like, a good majority of the story just trying to figure it out. And, of course, the people on the Alexander know that the AI is crazy. Like, they've they've shut it off. Yeah. Uh, And so there's this... There's also an ongoing debate of, like, whether or not they should turn it back on because they do need it because it performs a function. Yeah. Um, and they they definitely can't escape the Lincoln with the AI off. So that's, like, very scary as well. Um, Katie, it should be noted, is stuck on the Copernicus, or not the Copernicus, uh, the Hypatia, which is the science vessel. And then Ezra has been conscripted into the Navy, basically. He's a pilot now, and so he's on uh, the Alexander. Yeah, the situation was that well, yeah, they were really lucky that Alexander just happened to be somewhat close enough. Basically, Baytech fucked up and had no idea this this ship of UTA was anywhere close. And they somehow, like, heard the ping. Because everyone would have died mm-hmm. if they hadn't showed up because it's a warship. And they destroyed three other of Baytech warships. So they actually, like, Baytech had a lot of money going into this. They had huge four warships coming in. Um, we don't even, I mean, it's still kind of unclear once you finish the first story why they would just showed up there and, like took them all out. Like, there's, right. there's like a, they start to talk about it, but it's not really mm-hmm. flushed out. Mm-hmm. So you, all you know is that, that this this mining colony was attacked, 
Um, obviously, they have resources that they're mining that they probably wanted. Yeah. But why? What are they? What are and they why? For? And they destroy a, They destroy a refinery on the planet. Yeah. And they're like, if they're just trying to get our planet and our resources, why would they destroy the refinery that they need? Right. But so they a, didn't. But they they didn't destroy the refinery, did they? I thought they just. Uh, that was the only place they put the uh, biological weapon, so it would like kill everybody, but leave the. Um, uh, I thought like actual I thought the, refinery the structure underneath the refinery had given way. They, I remember oh. Katie or somebody saying like, "What are they doing? Well, she, if they she want was... the ore or whatever. Why yeah. are they taking okay. away the only thing that can refine it or something like that?" Yeah. Okay. That because because I thought I thought maybe that was just accidental because uh, I know she talked about like the because apparently the planet was a big ice planet and um, unstable beneath the ice sheet and so mm-hmm. the bombs that they had dropped start cracking the sheet and that's caused all sorts of problems when they're trying to get off the planet. Um, so yeah. I, I thought maybe it was mm-hmm. a- accidental, like they were trying to keep I it see, intact I and see. didn't it's have possible. Like, a yeah. good enough. Yeah. It's possible. Again, you don't get all this information in like a yeah. linear, like traditional fashion. Oh, and one significant thing is that, so um, it's mentioned one that the Lincoln has jump gate, like mobile jump gate technology, which is like outside of the UTA unheard of. But because of the battle, the Lincoln, there's, 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 it's been damaged. It's been damaged so yeah. they're not able to jump. And then, um, and they're seven months away from like a big massive station that has jumped. So, so they're just, you know, they know they have like over half a year to get to this place and right. they're like, they're, we're going to get caught up. And it's like, also why, why they can't just go in any direction. Like they have, there is right. definitely a destination and the Lincoln that's chasing them knows where they're going. Exactly. So it's really just a race. And they're out in the middle of yeah. nowhere. Yeah. It's not clear space. at all where this is. Like we know just it's not in soul system. It's in, obviously yeah. some other system because the right. planet's name is not one of the planets in our solar system. But yeah, they're just somewhere out there. And it's like, I don't like, again, I keep saying Battlestar Galactica or there's a little bit of Firefly in this, in this, there's a little bit of, uh, oh, what was that other show? Um, oh, The Expanse. It's like, it's like, sur- you know, humans surviving mm-hmm. on the edge of, of a technology. It's like the technology is familiar, right? Like they have, they have text messages. They use computers. They use consoles. They're not like tech people where they plug in with their brains or anything. Like this right. is, this is technology that we can understand, but it's obviously, uh, beyond us because they have jump technology and these in these gigantic ships that have AI. Um, I want to talk about the AI, uh, Aiden, the Artificial Intelligence Defense Analytics Network. <laughs> um, our our favorite uh, teen goth <laughs> computer having a nervous breakdown and also a sexual awakening of some kind. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tell us about Aiden, because I know that Aiden is Kim's favorite character. <laughs> so, oh, me tell you about Aiden? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Why so, do you love Aiden? You don't have to tell us about Aiden. We've read the book. So, um, well, yeah, I mean, my, my friend just texted me that same question last week when she was reading the book. She's like, why do you love Aiden? <laughs> so, I don't know. For me, well, first of all, again, I, I went into the book knowing nothing about the book, and I don't have, I feel like, this, you know, really background in sci-fi. Like, I've seen Firefly, never seen Battlestar Galactica, haven't really read the classics. Like, I've read, like, Ender's Game, and I only really discovered, like, a couple years ago that, like, oh, hey, most of my favorite books tend to be, like, sci-fi-based, and um, I probably should start, you know, looking at more sci-fi as a genre, but I haven't really read the classics. Mm -hmm. I don't, like, I'm not coming at this from, like, sci-fi enthusiast perspective. It's just more, like, YA enthusiast who tends to 
prefer sci-fi to other stuff. Uh-huh. So, um, but the idea of AI, like, fascinates me. And so when suddenly, like, the book was about an AI, I was like, ooh, super interesting. And um, also the narration for Aiden, just to put this out there, is done by the guy who narrates the audiobooks for the Insignia trilogy by S.J. Kincaid. Also, um, also sci-fi, my favorite trilogy. It's like Harry Potter meets Ender's Game, and it's amazing. So I was super biased as <laughs> yeah. soon as I heard his voice. You're like, oh, sexy voice, like, hello. Well, actually, I don't even love his narration of Insignia. I really don't, but I love him as Aiden, and I never recognized him as a familiar, and was like, oh my gosh, like, that's so cool. And I think it's just, for me, it's just the idea of, um an AI that's sort of been almost, like, damaged to the point where it's becoming kind of human, like, the things that keep it, like, it even says at one point, the thing that keeps AI separate from humanity is that they can't deceive us. Mm-hmm. And, but, uh, you... Aiden seems but, to have no problem He has with no that. problem with that yeah. after he gets damaged in the beginning in the fight. So, he's just sort of, and you can tell that he's, like, in love with Katie. And I, and I just love this sort of, I, I mean, I don't know, it's almost like, you know, it's, it's... I'm sure people like, some people like the idea of like a primal kind of beast that falls in love with a woman and becomes more human. And for me, oh, it's AI. it's a Beauty and the Beast yeah. story. <laughs> so, so. Something that is just somewhat not happening. human. But it keeps happening Have there been us. other Beauty and the Beast references? Every single thing we read, we're like, this is a Beauty and the Beast story. <laughs> Every single thing. So basically, you know how like, I don't know, like three episodes ago where I was like, books are really about this. No, all books, Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Somehow. (laughs) Somehow. So Aiden Aiden has been transformed from a a crappy piece of hard drive into a crazy ship of death. I just want to defend the use of the word crazy here, because from his perspective, first of all, he's the only reason that any of these motherfuckers are alive. Like, he yeah, came in and very, saved the day. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got a chip on his shoulder he about is, that. He is that ship, though. You know, that's like, he is the AI for that ship. Yeah. And, and, I, and so, like, he, the fact that the UTA ship arrived and Baytech was like, oh no, who are these guys? And then they st- even said, like, in the wiki article, like, they made the poor decision to just be like, well, let's try to fight this warship. And, you know, basically failed. So, he's the reason that they're all alive. And his whole perspective is, he runs all the scenarios and he's like, how can I keep as many people alive in this fleet as possible? Okay, this ship is full of people who are, like, going to just ruin everything because they've gone sick and mad. We gotta get rid of them. Yeah. And don't kill... If they had listened to Aiden in the first place, I'm sorry, if they had listened to Aiden in the first place, <laughs> then none of this would have happened. They would have been fine. Except that... So... I, I'm gonna interrupt there, though, and, and say that for, for the perspective <laughs> of the pilots that were being given these orders, they were given these orders by Aiden without any human confirmation. So if Aiden was actually, like saying he would have presented the information to uh Terran or Terrence or whatever the captain was and basically said either Dave his name was Dave oh Dave I'm sorry (laughs) 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 oh okay yes I have to say that what's his name actually was it was it David Torrance because that's actually really hilarious and I don't know how I missed that but I think it was Wait, why is that hilarious? Uh, it's 2001. I don't get I'm sorry, it. Dave. It's, it's Arthur Seagal. I can't do that, Dave. I'm sorry, Dave. I can't do that, Dave. I Are cannot you s- comply, Dave. Yes! I knew that. <laughs> okay. See, I think that's... 
that is, a, I think that's a cool shout out for like people, because again, like a lot of people reading this are maybe like teenagers who don't have that background in sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's so, it's like so a fun So they don't nugget. know that they're just reading Arthur <laughs> C. Clarke for, for kids. <laughs> you make it sound like it was plagiarized. <laughs> Well, well, just that, just that one paragraph. Yeah, yeah. More, more than just it was, you know, a, so you, a lost So what reference. you were saying was, but, but anyway, so, so yeah. Aiden basically tells, like, is giving orders to the pilots, and he's not. There's no human backup. I, I don't. I actually agree with the pilots. Like, I'm not ever taking an order like that, only from a ship. And if there was a situation where, you know, Aiden gave uh, Captain Torrance the information, and he said, "Don't do anything." Like I don't know. That's but that's never mutiny. But that's never made clear that you know that that he that he gave the captain that information and then chose to take action on his own. It was sort of. I assumed it was because Aiden ran the ran the the calculations of whether or not he could convince the captain to back him on that decision. Probably, and it was not yeah mm-hmm. positive. So he was like, "Well, fuck that guy. He's more likely to shut me off." Yeah. So I'm just gonna. I mean, I so I I I I, I of course. Empathize with the pilots in the situation. They, they even were say looking they at see kids. children, like, and they're just like, "What are you talking about? What do you mean, kill survivors of what is? What they have no clue what's going on." And I, as the reader, also had no clue what was going on. I was like, "What just happened? What just happened? Wait, what do you mean the Lincoln? Bl- what?" And so, of course, I wouldn't have done it as a pilot either. But I'm just saying that, like, Aiden, there's something in him that is, yeah, he's not human. But as from his perspective, as this computer, he's his all of his logic and reasoning. Pretty much, I think the only time he admits that he made a mistake, he doesn't admit that he made a mistake. But when he lets the basically the zombies out so that they can kill the staffs, just so the staff don't turn him off again, uh-huh. because they need him anyway. Even though he realizes that he says at one point, like the air shafts, like people are, he's like they're the zombies are getting through the air shafts to get to everyone else, and he says something like. I should have realized this. No, 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 no. That's not it. He says, I should have realized this would happen when Katie goes looking for his mother. Yeah. Or, sorry, her mother. Yeah. He says, like, I should have realized this would have happened. And then it's, like, error. Well, I think that's, like, like, he's trying to... He thinks he's made the leap into emotion. But I don't know if he fully has. Right. He's he's definitely made the leap into obsession. uh, Yeah. But not necessarily... He doesn't doesn't understand emotions that he doesn't have. So, like, he's obsessed with Katie, and he's obsessed with his own objective, but he can't really put himself in anyone else's brain and understand their motivation. Yeah. He kind of just... Which is weird, because he's supposed to be calculating that, but he's not. For whatever reason, that's not working. So, clearly, that part, if if it existed before he was injured, or broken, or however... Yeah, (laughs) right. ...isn't working. And and furthermore... And I was confusing those two pieces... Oh, okay. oh, I was just going to interject that if you've ever been around mm-hmm. crazy, crazy always thinks it makes sense. And if you follow its logic, yeah. if you're, it's like if you're willing to accept its initial premises, you can well, follow I the know, logic think, along with crazy, it. Well, <laughs> so well, it's I don't, not I don't compelling like the for word me. Cra- crazy, crazy, crazy is an ableist term in general. That's like, so that's, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't like calling him crazy, period. Like I wouldn't, I don't like calling anyone crazy. So, yeah, you could say, I mean, but you also can't say, he's struggling from mental illness. Like, yeah, he's, he's not, because he's a computer. He's clear. So, yeah, it's mostly just that that's, like, a, a, a word that I don't like. Yeah, he, it's... He's he proceeding from flawed premises. Yeah, we're all saying he. Yeah. So we've kind of all internalized, that for whatever reason, clues in the narrative or our own bias or whatever, but we Aiden's a dude. Despite what they say, Despite yeah. Despite them saying he has, like, a genderless voice. I don't believe that he's. It's a dude in the book. It's a dude. By the way. <laughs> I mean, the audio book. The audio book. It's a guy. Yeah. yeah. So like, 
it's I think it's also like so Aiden is obviously in love with Katie or at least obsessed with Katie and he he's it's not that he's prioritizing her survival over everyone else's he really he is for in his in that it's own the opposite. in the own broken logic he's trying to save as many people as possible uh-huh. and so for he in the analysis of the data he realizes that Katie is the person that can help him do that which is what fuels some of his obsession but what's interesting is the moment he lets those zombies out to kill the rest of his crew is the, that's the fatal flaw he doesn't realize that he's just signed off his on his own death certificate he needs a crew he's a shit well and that's the part that's the one part that confuses me which is why I was conflating like I thought that that's when he admitted a mistake doesn't he realize that the zombies are not going to be contained to that one section like he that's in general he's right about everything in terms of like you know numbers and what and probabilities yeah. and what can do this will this will lead to what but once they get out into that area it's like they get through the air vents and get to the other pl- areas to kill other people why didn't he figure that out and is am I missing something I've read the book four dang times <laughs> but is there something is, do you or do you think that he just made a mistake I, I think, I mean, I think it was a mistake. I think because, you know, they say often that there are certain parts of his his hardware that he cannot access, and he's kind of rewriting himself as he goes. That's true. He's, I mean, he's, he's damaged patching. in yeah. other ways than just the he's, sort of He was weird... damaged in the fight, so he's, he's continually patching himself. But even if he's running those scenarios, he knows that he needs Katie because he knows that Zhang will eventually try to destroy him. Mm-hmm. And Zhang is physically destroying him with an axe, and it's hilarious. And I really do hope that they there is a statue out there with an axe somewhere. And that... Zhang, like, he offers, he's, like, he's like trying to convince Zhang to, like, he's like, I'll let, you know, you'll live, you know, help me, help fix me, and I'll keep yeah. everyone alive. And he Zhang's tried. like, screw you! And starts going at him with the axe. Yeah, so he knows that he needs Katie to, like, you know, help him continue to patch himself because he knows he can't do everything by himself he's still just a collection of you know tubes and wires so it's that that part's interesting to me that he sacrifices his own ability to save his crew in order to save Hypatia it's 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 like as if he recognized that for whatever reason Hypatia was a, so was a better. Are you saying that he recognizes when he does it that he's lo- that hit that everyone on the ship is probably going to end up? Or... I mean, he, there's no way that he didn't think that he was going to end up dead. Hmm. He's obsessed with it. Like the fact that he can't think about it, the fact that every time the, his own kind of the end of his own existence comes up, there's an there's error. error. Uh-huh. I think he knows, but he doesn't have any way of thinking about it. So he just kind of right. figures out. But I think he's already come to the conclusion that. The Alexander is going down. So he, so he does realize he's does he's not thinking. Okay, I'm going to keep the zombies in this one part of the ship, and everyone else will be fine. Like he probably. Did I mean, I don't know why he would... didn't do that, but for whatever reason, he decided no. I I, I need to be blown up. <laughs> I need to create a singularity and fill myself with zombies. I wish that there had been some line or something to make us to show to tell us because I think that I think that you're right, and I think he knew that once he let the zombies out. Everyone on that ship was doomed who didn't get out. And, and also him, he himself was going to be doomed at some point soon. Yeah. Because I was just like, did he not he realize engines. that the air vents are freaking there? He is yeah. the ship. Like He's a ship. Like, ships need crews. You know, he needs he needs mechanics. He needs techs. He cannot do all of those things himself. They don't have, they don't have robots. So it's, it's weird to me that he sacrificed his own ability to have maintenance on himself. Yeah, and I never really thought about it as that aspect. Yeah. I was more focused on, like, how did he not think that the zombies would get to the rest of the freaking people because he was closing off doors and trying to separate them right but it was airborne but he it was, was airborne he knew it was airborne yeah also i hate to because t- he, he knows everything i hate to tell you guys this but aiden really fucking sucks at math um because 
What? The, um, <laughs> the crew list on Alexander is 4,000. The crew list on Hypatia is 500. Alexander is like about five times the size of Hypatia. There were more people on Alexander. Yep. He should have saved his own ship if you're running the numbers. No matter yep. how many refugees were on Hypatia, yep. there were more on he Alexander. He should have spaced everybody in the hangar bay and saved himself. Yep. So I don't know that he had the ability to... Wait, so you're saying... I don't think the crew was in the hangar bay. The, the no, infected the, were the, in the hangar the bay. The infected that had come in, oh! that the pilots had, had let in. The only thing I... You think he had the control over, the, over that? The only I thing I can think could. of is that he ran the numbers on whether or not they would turn him on so that he could run and turn on his engines. He must have figured out that there was no... he That the Alexander, despite the fact that it had a higher crew complement, had no chance of outrunning the Lincoln. The Hypatia could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe. I guess I don't in, know. In, I just that. Well, no, because I mean that's what ends up. I mean, again, I, I have a really poor memory, um, and I didn't finish the last quarter of the book, even though I've read it three times in the last like year and a half. So in he, so he, um, he ends up like, doesn't he end up like he has to basically fight the Lincoln and they both mutual destruction in order yeah. for the Hypatia to get away. Yeah. So I think you're right. I think he'd already sort of come to that conclusion. But why in fact? I mean, I guess. There was, I, I, it's very strange. I mean, yes, no, they all couldn't survive on the Hypatia. Maybe he also right? knows they were how many, cats. yeah, he knows how many people Hypatia can fit. Yeah, so he just, he just spaced his own crew. It's terrible. He's not a good person. Why do he's you like him? He's not a person. There will Literally, be no survivors. <laughs> the dread pirate is, is purely here. numerical. No, this is like, this is what, this, this, I mean, you know, this is this comes up in sci-fi all the time, where it's like, you know, what's the best of two poor decisions? You know, what, the God complex, like all of that stuff. It just right. keeps coming. It comes up like, how do you like? Even if if two people survive, is that better than none? Uh, I mean, he does his he does his best. I. I with his limited resources. It's just, I yeah. wish that he would have explained himself a little bit more. Yeah. But I, I, you know, humans are humans. We're, we've we've evolved to survive, and I don't think that Aiden did. Aiden had a very specific purpose, and it wasn't to survive. It was exactly to, to serve. It was to keep the crew safe, or at least the fleet safe. Or yeah. Um, I do want to like, let's move away from Aiden for a second. So there's Katie and Ezra, our two main lovers, our pathetic puppy dogs. <laughs> um, my shining light was McNulty. <laughs> Love him. <laughs> Love him. So this is my theory. This is my theory. I thought. And this was early on. I was like, when he gave McNulty the picture, I was like, Ezra's going to die. McNulty's going to meet Katie. Oh, oh really? Oh. Yeah. That, that I was like holding on to that. Because I was like, McNulty's funny. Ezra's not funny. <laughs> like, Katie clearly didn't like Ezra. Like, this whole thing, he's like, he like cheated on her or something. Or like, there was... Oh, no, it's, it's not clear It's not clear why point. they broke up, but yeah. we know that it was Ezra's fault. And I was just like, fuck that guy. Let's get McNulty. He's great. Well, guess what? Never, ever get on the ship that I am on. <laughs> because my favorites always get fucked up. McNulty died. <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> but McNulty was the most... He got, like, a... But he was the most fully realized character, so perhaps you could say he was the only one who truly lived, Rachel. Oh, he was the <laughs> only one who truly lived. Oh, I just... <laughs> Poor McNulty. I also really liked Zang. I do have to say, I Zang... I loved Zang. Zang was great. I was super offended when they all referred to him as old... 
uh, because uh, <laughs> as Aiden told me, he was 27. <laughs> so screw it. Even everyone. I'm older than that at this point. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, uh, that's not old. I'm like, when do, uh, how long do these people live? <laughs> Are they all radiated? Like, what? <laughs> you were a teenager and like you know you had like yeah you knew that you recognized that you know some of your teachers might have been younger but like a lot of them were like 23 and like 28 no i mean no no i was 13 and and my favorite rock star was like 26 or 27 at the time that was most definitely not old yeah it's like the ideal age ideal You know? So, like, so we have Katie, right? And Ezra loves her. And Aiden loves her. And McNulty is, like, kind of just, like, loves the idea of her. Zang definitely loves her. What? Zang definitely loves her. Are you, see, I thought he was in his, like, 50s. And I saw it as very much, like, a father figure. But then again, like, again, I thought he was in his 50s, so. Right. Elena, what do you think? Okay. When when you find out he's... 27 and like kind of fat greasy slob like uh desk jockey nerd yeah he totally had a thing for the hot young hacker he, chick he like, totally had a thing totally. for the hot girl he t- did i don't even well actually i was gonna say he doesn't know what she looks like but he's a hacker so he probably yeah he totally yeah, knows, he knows what, she, what looks she looks like, like. plus like Gross. Ca- okay a- fine yeah i hate what i hate characters that everyone's in love with <laughs> well okay can i can i just be honest here I kind of hated Katie, and part of what made this book, like, good for me was that I didn't have to spend the whole fucking book in Katie's head. Like, I don't know. Yeah. No, fair enough. Here's the thing. I I didn't disagree with her actions. Her actions didn't bother me. It was just all her, like, thought processes to get there, and just something about her personality as expressed, like, via IMs and her diary and conversation, just, like, graded. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so happy well, I don't. Was, you know, she's like a shitty, self-obsessed 17-year-old yeah. girl. Yeah, like... and I hate that trope. I was never that person. And it's, to me, it's been overdone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and it just. It, yeah, I mean, I think uh, she's very, like, yeah, there's, like, you know, that's the YA girls. They're always kind of a little misunderstood mm-hmm. or a little separate from everyone. They don't make friends easily. That's, like, you know, it's a thing. Yeah. yeah. But I think it's also, it, it was necessary to the, to the, to the narrative that she was isolated, right? Because, like, if she was, like, super hot and popular, like, is she really going to dedicate all that time to sitting in a closet, <laughs> like, hacking into, like, crap that doesn't matter? Well, like, and if... Re- remember, though, re- remember that I don't think we've mentioned that her mom is on Copernicus. Yeah. So there's one that... Once something happens with her Copernicus, she becomes obsessed. Right. Like, right. Right. But she'd already had those skills. Like, she yeah. came in... I mean, like, Zhang kind of guided her where she had, like, mm-hmm. holes in her skills. So she definitely got better with her interactions with him. But she already had the hacking thing. She's yeah. already doing it. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, so there's also an, a, a marine character named Winifred, yeah, uh, that I really like. I'm gonna she, give her a shout out. As, as she was like the only person who had like integrity, integrity. and like told everybody to go screw, yeah, themselves. like I, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give her like my McNulty award because she like she, she <laughs> fucking resigned. She's actually like, I realize this is a dire like life and death situation. I was given orders that I obeyed, by the way, that I can't live with. I'm not doing it again. Peace, bitches. Like, bring me. I don't care. Yeah. I'm out. And she gets to live. She's awesome. And, and her reward is she gets to live. No, she's the only, like, adult, uh, like, of the yeah. main characters, basically, besides, yeah. like, the... Yeah, she's an adult. Like, I guess Zhang is, too, but he's a little, um, stunted, maybe. Well, he's... Yeah, he's... <laughs> he's, he's 
He's he's retarded in here. like the clinical sense of, of the term. He has not grown. Can we with, not use the R word? Uh, no, I, I mean in a very clinical sense. Like that word has well, a medical meaning. It means to not have grown yeah. the way you're supposed to be growing. So, and I'm, I'm not trying to use it facetiously. Um, like it actually, that's what he is. Like he's social, he's social like, true social, yeah. like mm-hmm. non-growth, you know, abnormality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, because he's, yeah, he's clearly, like, I mean, he had, like, loyalty to his captain, but, like, the guy, I mean, all he did, he spent the whole, most of the, the story, like, on Stims. Right. Like, we don't really yeah. know. He was, like, kind of, like, desperate and, like, just tired and... Yeah, and... we don't see him at his best. No, we don't. <laughs> I mean, we, or we kind of do. We yeah, kind I mean, of... he's a refugee, too, isn't he? He's one of the... Uh, is he... I think he came from the Hypatia. Yeah. He... Oh, he was, so he was, so he is a refugee. He works, he lives on that planet. He's just a scientist on that. Yeah. So he, like, I mean, like, we, 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 arguably we do see him at his best because despite everything that's working against him, the lack of sleep, the medication that he's on, the, the desperate hour, he still makes that decision when Aiden offers him a way out to really, like, like no, I'm gonna do the right thing, and that's destroy you with this axe that I found. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's a zombie, and he does that's try to kill thing. Katie, but that's that wasn't him. That was that was the biotech, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever that was changing them into Reavers. Um, so let's talk about the big twist of the story, which is Ezra's mom is like the CEO of Baytech, uh, and she's the one that is reading this whole kind of collection of files and she's the one that ordered the attack on the planet because uh, she guess she didn't know that her son and her husband were there. Wait, what? I don't know if she did or not. I'm, pre- I don't, I'm pretty sure that she knew. I think that's one of the reasons that she sent this attack. It's, it's like, To kill them? <laughs> I think that I, we don't, I mean, we don't know much and there's not much more we learn in the sequel either, but um, I, I, completely thought that she knew it i don't know oh. what do you think elena um my impression was that and this is just from the this book that she didn't know um mm-hmm. but that was maybe also katie's impression um that kind of was filtered through like how could you do that how could you have done mm-hmm. this if you knew or hey haha what's what are the odds the irony you know but yeah, because right. I thought Katie kind of right. threw it in her face, where she's yeah. like, ha I guess you didn't know this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I, I mean, it's arguable. This pers- person is clearly not a good person, so maybe maybe she did come after her. That's. Just... I mean, why would you, like, I don't, I mean, like, this is a this is a planet in the middle of nowhere, and, I mean, the, pl- the stuff that they're mining is not worth the, probably more than trillions of dollars of, like, yeah, that they put I mean, we don't this. know that's what they were after. It could have yeah. just been it could have just been a test of this of this biological weapon mm-hmm. or whatever just to see what it does so that they could sell it. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean yeah. it is a, it was a pla- it wasn't a legal mining colony. Nobody was going to miss it. Nobody could do anything about it if it was hmm. if it was destroyed. So it may have been like we'll do this, we'll test it, we'll make a little bit of extra money on the side, we'll pick up all this God, extra that's horrible. Ore. And maybe she didn't know they were there, but then, hey, guess what it was? And yeah. she doubled down at the end and was like, well, give him back. So I don't think she really wanted him to die because she's just like, give me my son. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't know. Like, it, I, I was, I, you've read the sequel, I haven't, but I, I was hoping that this was going to end up being like a, a much bigger story in terms of battling against It this. will be. I just think that the second one, the single, second one focuses on Heimdall. Okay. So, so. The, the, the gate station that yep. they were going to. Yep. Um... So yeah, like 
I don't know. She seems like not a nice person. <laughs> but she did, sit, she did sit there and patiently read through a very large book. <laughs> so. Well, and not, not to mention, not to mention that she, she very patiently read through a file that, like, we find out at the end, Katie either wrote or annotated. And, so, like, because the whole time I was reading and I was like, why, why isn't this a book for grownups? Like, why, why did they make this a YA book? Because the tone, I want, like, I want to punch every single, like, aid that, like, summed up video footage. I want to punch whoever, like, well, put, they, you know, the put the little sassy notes died, in. Right? These are all conscripted kids well, who are just like, I don't care. I'm watching a video. Here's what's happening. I don't know. Like, it just, it, it bothered me because, like, the, like the, the, one, the one place it didn't was the military reports because those, I don't know, those had a little more, like, personality to them, but... It just, it, it graded, it just, it didn't quite hang together for me. I'm like, if this was just, like, done in, like, cold, professional sort of, like, summation, it would be so much better for me. Like, so so then when, at the end, when you mm-hmm. find out that, like, Katie had been filed together, I'm like, oh, well, okay, that was at least consistent, like, tonally that, you know, she put it together and she's the one making these little annotations. Like, of course it's going to have that kind of right. feel to it. Yeah. Um, so it at least made sense um, in that way. But... Yeah, but she was very patient to read all, through all of it. All of it. She was very long. <laughs> I mean, did she? Was it all? I mean, some of it. I think some of it was actually audio, or maybe it was. Yeah, it contained the her. video files and then also the transcript, just to be helpful. Just, you know, right? Yeah, and then like you know, like she could also listen to uh, you know because there were people who were being court martialed. I mean, there was a lot of information. It's it's interesting because I thought it was just like like a dump that somebody had found online. They were mm-hmm. like, everyone needs to know the truth. And they put it online. You could download it and kind of go through right. it. But in reality, it was just like an actual file that was sent to this one person. And then she was like, oh, by the way, I'm also sending it to all these other people. So you're, you know, the truth, the truth is out there. You can't stop the signal. Right. And like, and then her, her answer is just like, well, I don't really believe the ending. <laughs> but okay. Like, I was just like, I was like, all this work that she, like, she survived, she's got, you know, like, uh, Aiden survived, he's in a, he's in, like, a pocket calculator now, and, and, like, you know, and then, like, she, (laughs) maybe he's one of those really expensive ones we had to get in high school that cost, like, a hundred dollars. The TI-88. Yeah, the TI-88. Um. But then, you know, like, and, and, and there was also editing of the information to make it seem that Ezra had died to protect him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we don't know, you know, obviously maybe that could have been Ezra's suggestion. I mean, if, or... if she if she was a completely unreal, I mean, if she, does she really think that the mom is going to fall for it? If she was really doing it to protect Ezra, why she didn't she just change the names? Why doesn't she just change the names? Yeah, just change the names so that it's not, it's like she wanted, it's like she couldn't help but like dig in. Yeah, like I think that's guilty. it. It's almost, it's almost like when the, when the villain has like, can't help but do something, make a mistake. Yeah, like, the hero, just, this hero can't you know, help but be like, you killed your son. Just yeah, to exactly. To, like, like, get into her. And she's but like, no. unfortunately that backfires because she's like, ah, he's alive. <laughs> she, I mean, she's a teenager. She thinks that she's smarter than everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's not. Well, even, even, even. It was interesting. Like, even in the moment when Aiden's like. Um, saying I've been making up all of the IMs since whatever point. I was like, okay, but that doesn't mean Ezra's Maybe. dead. It just means he hasn't been fucking yeah. sitting around IMing you. <laughs> like, 
Cause, cause, and so you guys, you guys were like saw right through that, and I didn't. I did not the first time I saw it. Also, I thought the book was a standalone when I first oh, read it. Oh, you were like Ezra, and so I was like, oh my god, Ezra's dead. And then I thought Katie, like in the audiobook, I don't know. It's just very like I thought I was at the end when Katie was like in the ship, there's like and like hugging the tablet, the book, yeah. and I was like, she's gonna die, and then the tablet survives, and that's how the story gets told. And I was bawling. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, the end of this book is so. So sad but also like really good but so sad and then I was like and then at the end I'm like everyone's alive oh my god and then I'm like is that Tessera's mom like I was a wreck I was such a wreck I was like oh I was like I was into it I thought the only thing that I kind of got really sick of was all of the action on the ship yeah. Like, all the crawling through the ducks and, like, the zombies and, like, the kid, <laughs> the little girl dragging the heart like a teddy bear. And I was just like, okay, this is, this is, like, 35% too long. Like, yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't care anymore about the zombies. Just get to the central area and start your boss battle with Aiden. Like, I can't. Final boss Yeah, like, I can't, I just, that part, I mean, I'm not into zombies, full disclosure. So, like, I was eventually just, like, no, over the zombies. Me neither. I don't normally I girl with all the gifts and this is the only zombie thing yeah. that I can that I like at all. I, it was I was just like I don't really care. I don't want to read another <laughs> way that a person's eating another person's eyes. Like I just <laughs> I don't need this in my life. I was really happy when she got into the spacesuit and like went outside. I was like, there's definitely no zombies outside. Psycho. I can't work. read the text, but at least I know <laughs> I like, no zombies. <laughs> Yeah, there was like, I was like, oh, these are loops. I think they're made of words. This must be her outside. I was like, I can't read it, but it looks pretty. (laughs) I'm going down 10 blocks at a time. That's another 10 decks. Yeah. Well, I think we should, I I think it would be more accurate to call them Reavers than to call them zombies because they definitely retained a high, like, critical thinking function and definitely had the kill instinct, like, honed. And yeah, they were, like, eating their eyes, but also, like, solving equations. So, yeah. you know, they were... But I actually thought that was, um, for once, it, there was an interesting twist on this sort of, like, zombie, like, brainless aggression meme in that it explicitly said it affected everybody differently. And so, like, you know, Zhang got super mm-hmm. obsessed with destroying Aiden, and so he was, like, physically, like, you know, cutting down Aiden's hardware. And some of them were, like, super obsessed with, yeah, like, tr- murder and mayhem, but others were, like, trying to, you know, like call their mom like it i don't know it was it was interesting that there actually was a a really wide array of of reactions to it which i think is really weirdly like maybe more realistic for for how this pathogen was supposed to function Mm -hmm. um well especially if it's an experiment and they don't really know what was gonna happen right yeah and it seems like like baytech would be really interested in the information that katie handed to them (laughs) Like, like, oh, well, thanks for this because we didn't really have this and now we do. <laughs> so that's great. <laughs> now we know what to charge the militaries that we're going to sell, <laughs> sell this weapon to. Um, there, so uh, if you liked Illuminae, what other books should we be reading and that, are, that are like YA? What do you recommend, Kim? Um... Well, I already gave a shout out to Insignia. Again, it's my favorite trilogy. This one's not finished yet, so I don't know. Um, although, again, I don't. The sequel to this one 
it focuses on Heimdall, and I think that if you guys don't like Katie and Ezra, I don't think you're going to like the characters in the second one. Okay. <laughs> there's one character, there's a younger character, like, who, who's younger than the other two, I think they're two 17-year-olds, who obviously there's, like, a love story, there's a bit of a love triangle in the second one, and... But, um... You mean, like, between the AI and the pilot and the... <laughs> like, does she ever make out with Aiden? I need it. Does she download him into a body? In and my he... third book, fan fiction... No, I don't write fan fiction for it. It's but... probably out there. <laughs> I'm sure there is, yeah. He gets a body. He gets those arms he always wanted. Well, I, I, I imagine in my, in my headcanon, he gets, he gets a body and he looks like Vision from the MCU <laughs> movies. And it's and it's wonderful. And I guess Katie would be Scarlet Witch and they end What's up together. What's so funny is I fucking love Vision. And I like, <laughs> You're horrified. I'm horrified. horrified. I'm so horrified. <laughs> oh, no. I would... Bro- <laughs> Zang would come back with his axe and be like, No. <laughs> this is not how it's gonna go down. Aiden with an infinity gem. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> never, ever, ever. Anyway, so Insignia is um, it's by S. J. Kincaid. Um, really strong, first, second, and third book of a trilogy. It's Harry Potter meets Ender's Game. It's um, teenagers who um, are noticed by the military and picked up and um, work in the Pentagon and go to school and get um, they get computers put in their brains. And they figure out that, you know, of course it's YA, but the reason that it's kids in a school, or why, are, why is it not adults, the, the, the kids are young enough, their brains are malleable enough that they can get these computers in their brains. So they're learning how to use them. They go, they do, um, they're learning a lot of battle strategies. And this is a world in the future where um, basically countries don't really matter as much. It's more like corporations because okay. the um, countries, governments are, you know, owned by the corporations. It's it's one of the more realistic visions of dystopia that I imagine. And they're in World War Three because, of course, that's one way to keep a citizenry down is have a constant war, except they don't want to destroy resources on Earth, so they have, um, like, badass robots fighting in the uh, in space all the time. Mm-hmm. So the different, there's like two sides like to the war, Kaiju, six corporation. Like, like big mechs, like flying around No, that would be Voltron. awesome. Okay. I think they're just, I think they're just like, I can't remember how the spaceships like are. computers in their brain and then they become and Voltron. And the computers, so, yeah. so it's like Ender's Game because the, they're, with the computers in their brain, they're able to like, be in the ship sort of okay. like, and, and control them and so they're fighting in space and they're just kind of like, why are we fighting this battle? Like, you know, this, this side, these six corporations own all the water in the world, these own all the food and it's like the six, the, like the, the two sides live in harmony because it's like, hey, if everyone agrees that it's cool that we own all the water in the world, then they're probably okay that it's cool you own all the food in the world, like, because it's this horrible future. And so, but anyway, they're being trained to fight this war out in space all the time. And um, so they're learning battle strategies. And But it's like, it's like a, and the Harry Potter kind of like, they're at a school. Because they're in school. And, and the characters, yeah. like every, the, the way that you kind of feel like you're there with all the Harry Potter characters as one of them. I, I feel this way about Insignia. Like, I just love every single one of the characters. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like that one, like, at least Illuminate gets a lot of love. Like, it's, Illuminate you know, really has, big it's deal. very well-liked. You know, yeah. it's, like, Googling around. Like, it has a really high rating on Goodreads. Sells really well. People really like it. Uh, it's... I think the I think it's extremely worth reading because of the format. I think that, yeah, that that's its biggest. I mean, loss, I feel like, like don't read the ebook. Sorry, but, just don't. <laughs> um, but it is interesting that uh, you know, like I think that if you come from um, shit books and and like what I call like gate space kind of books mm, where mm-hmm. it's like all that like you know like the limitations of near faster than light travel uh, and like the also the the kind of small 
small worlds of ships and how you have to get along and all of that. Like, that's cool. And I think if you are into YA and you like that, then you're going to like this book. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, Aiden is interesting. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I like him as much as you, but, uh, <laughs> He, yeah, I don't, I don't know. He's, he speaks in these very weird metaphors that when, I don't know how sophisticated. He's poetic. I, I don't know how sophisticated he was before he was damaged, but if he was that sophisticated, that's terrifying. <laughs> because he's, he, he, he speaks in, I'm, I'm like, you're a robot. You don't know what any of this stuff is. Like, yeah. you must watch a lot of TV yeah. and like read everybody's <laughs> mail. And, like, you know. Hopefully like, we meet another AI. At yeah, again, I didn't know if, because you know how he, when he's, like, plot, when they, when Zhang comes up with the program to kind of annihilate the other ship, mm-hmm. and they're like, we need Aiden, and they tell Aiden about it, and he's like, yeah, that's great, I'm gonna do it. Uh, I'm kind of like, okay, so is that, like, another ship like you? Or is it a completely different kind of tech? Like, why do you not feel my any... My guess is, like, jump technology the AI level that Aiden is is something that's generally owned by the government and so actually I don't know if Lincoln yeah, has AI Lincoln because they have be... junkie technology mobile junkie yeah technology. so maybe Lincoln doesn't have an AI maybe it just maybe. has a series of computer banks and that's how or, they're able to do it I yeah. don't know but he didn't uh, yeah it, it'd be interesting to see Aiden interact with either itself I don't know if it's just clones of the Aiden program in mm-hmm. every ship or if there are different personalities or good point I don't yeah. know yeah um but yeah, I think that that's really cool. Uh, if he's his his name is a very like sense making description of what he is. Yeah. So if each ship has a different, I don't know how they're gonna come up with great it's acronyms. Almost like, it's almost like the, the uh, K two. He's like K two from Rogue One, mm. but like a ship, and also in love. <laughs> like it's not like it's not like the name of the ship is in his name, you know. So yeah. I always thought, oh, he's the one for that ship. But like you're right, maybe there's an Aiden for everyone, and he doesn't even know it. Like each yeah. UTA ship has Aiden, has an Aiden. It's called Aiden. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think again, I, I haven't read the rest of the books, yeah. but it could be interesting. Um, but yeah, I think that it's 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 worth your time. I'm probably gonna score it at like a six or a seven uh, because I haven't read the rest. But the action wasn't really there for me. But mm-hmm. I liked I liked the format. Elena, um, what's your what's your uh, rabidity level? I mean, I would, I would s- well, what, what, what level? Rabidity. We're calling level. it rabidity level. I haven't come up with a better yeah. name. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I would say I'm fairly fairly neutral on it. Like, I didn't I didn't dislike it, and it it had something compelling to it. But I I will be honest, I do not read a lot of YA. I think a lot of the elements that were problematic for me were tied to it being a YA book and kind of conforming to some of like the YA traditions and tropes. Um, so had like, cause I really loved like the base idea, like the, the sort of basic scenario was fucking compelling. And mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. it definitely like hooked me like with the story, trying to figure out like what's happening and how's it going to play out. And, you know, the things that were problematic for me might be some, like, like might be somebody else's crack. So I'm not going to, you know, say, yeah. say don't read I mean, it. Yeah, like, like, the like, point of this project um, yeah, just, is to kind of like find our next crack. Yeah. Right? Like, um, my, my level of crack is I'm going to read the wiki summary of the sequels. I'm, I'm interested to that extent, but I'm probably not going to actually read the books mm-hmm. unless there's something in that summary that I'm like, okay, I have to read this shit live, you know? Um, so yeah, like yeah. four or five. I think it would like, make a really interesting movie. Yeah. That, so that it would. Like, they never made a movie. It's, it's almost it's almost a script already. And you 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 mentioned um, uh, before we started filming that you think that it might have been started as a spec script. Yeah, it might have been a script. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of weird to me to see a book with two authors. Not weird if it's a script. 
Um, That's becoming more common these days. It is becoming more common. Um, I don't know how they split the book. I don't know, like, if they each wrote a character. I, or, like, I have no yeah. clue. But it, it thought, I, it, the thought did occur to me, because it's a small cast and kind of a very simple set, mm-hmm. and the way that it's presented, that it, it might have been a script before it was a, a novel. Um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, what's our next book? Okay. Gosh, I don't know. Um, well, I actually have one that um, I'm going to go ahead and recommend. Um, okay. So this is going to continue these space opera and um, sort of uh, gate travel and limitations of space and time. I've been threatening you with this since we first started, so I'm going to make you do it. We're reading Forever. Oh, no. We're going to read The Forever War by Joe Haldeman. It's, okay. Um, okay. It's... it's it has. It's going to have some similar themes. It's going to have some vast differences, but it's um, it's another uh, glory from the '70s, and I want to say it's also another award winner from that era. So, um, it'll. Uh, it- We're never getting out of the '70s. <laughs> <laughs> we rename the podcast. We're never getting. We'll out just of re- the 70s. rename it that '70s podcast. <laughs> that's that's that's- <laughs> that's- yeah. It's like every I time we try. I gave a recent suggestion. Yeah, no, it's good. Like this, is like the, the what, like the uh, the only other one that was recent was Ancillary Justice that uh-huh. we've read so far. So it's just got everything else is like. So this was written before we were born. <laughs> like you know, people did a lot of drugs and then they wrote stuff. Like let's read it. So yeah, uh, looking forward to it, Elena. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you'll enjoy it, God. I hope you'll enjoy it. So we'll see. <laughs> well, thank you for reading Illuminae with us, Kim. Uh, go oh, to youthbookreview.tumblr.com and tell and read it too and tell Kim what you thought. And if you don't have a Tumblr yet, then just go ahead and make one. Yeah. I guess we should have a Tumblr on. <laughs> you totally... I'll get on that. I would I would follow you. I would, I'll, get, <laughs> I'll get on that. It's gonna happen. Alright, bye! Alright, bye everyone. Bye.